Hey guys, it's Nicolette. And in this episode, it's just me. I'm riding solo. I really want to talk about a particular subject that I don't think gets a lot of recognition these days. And it's just going to wrap up the Do Goods Feel Good series just perfectly because what the subject is, is volunteering. Now, if you haven't tuned in to any of the previous episodes, all good. Let me quickly wrap it up for you. The Do Good Feel Good series is five conversations that I have with people that I met while volunteering for an emergency food hub during the early stages of the pandemic. Now, why I wanted to have an entire episode on volunteering was because I truly believe that by doing good for others, by giving away your time, serving others, volunteering, whatever the word you want to use, I think that it, amongst so many other things, it helps us to become a more well-rounded person, not only because we're contributing to society, but because I truly believe that it helps us become more healthier people. That also helps us invite healthier, stronger connections into our lives. What I'm going to share with you is a couple of benefits that is proven. And we're going to go in depth. We're going to talk about these benefits and why volunteering your time or giving away your time can benefit you in ways that you probably didn't think they could. I also want to get into some very specific studies and research, especially for many of you who think you have absolutely no time to give away any of your time for others, which, you know, I can understand that we live in such a busy, busy world. But in this particular research and study, it's going to show us that when you give away your time, you can actually gain more time in your day. Sounds counterintuitive, I know, and it sounds too good to be true, but stay with me. There's also just so many interesting ways that giving away your time contributes to so many things in our lives. But first, I kind of want to reflect on the time that I had with the people that I got to volunteer with. And Evie said it perfectly in the fourth episode She basically said, there's no way a self-centered person would come to a a slightly damp and smelly school canteen. And she's right. Now, let me just fill you in. When we all met, the five of us, which there were actually more people, we were placed in a slightly damp and smelly school canteen. (laughs) But that didn't matter. We were there for a purpose. And despite how extremely different all of us were from each other, We came there for one common reason, to serve others, to give away our time. And in that time, if we get even deeper on the specifics during the pandemic, it will literally go down in history. And I'm so grateful to be a part of that history. I I truly believe that it's not just going to be me that's going to remember that time. We all had extra time on our hands to to volunteer. I mean, we were asked to stay at home and only allowed out for one hour a day. It kept us busy and active while we were at the shop, which is the nickname that we called it, but let's just stick with the food hub. Don't want to confuse you. (laughs) What we didn't expect was to create connections. Now, let me explain why. 
in the first episode of What is Connection Really?, I explain that volunteering is a great way to meet new people and create connections in your community. But it was during the pandemic. In my mind, I I visually was picturing us far, way, way far away from each other. I mean, we had to stay two meters apart, right? Wearing masks. This is this is what I'm thinking in my head. You know, the two meters apart, wearing masks, not touching anything else that somebody else is touching. So I was picturing this, this like very strict, like organized line of, of work. Now, yes, it was strict. And yes, it, we were trying to be as safe as possible. But with the weeks going on and the months that we worked together, it didn't matter the distance that we had to be apart. We were able to communicate in our own ways, even if we had to speak up a little louder so that we can be heard. We left each day feeling a little bit more connected with one another. And what we ended up creating without even knowing it was a little family, which I think is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and guess what? Maybe we won't be in each other's lives forever, all right? But we still have a story to share. I mean, if I wouldn't have stepped outside of my flat to offer some help for those few hours, I would have never gotten the chance to meet Dave, who is a kick-ass Brighton-based artist, who reminded me that when you stick with your passion, things that you've been dreaming of can actually come into fruition. And Kevin, who shared with me his story as a kid raised in Dublin and then moves to London, figures out that connection was missing in his life, and makes a decision to move over here to the city of Brighton to find relationships that he was lacking. It shows to me that Kevin was aware of the need for our human connection. Joe Wren, one of the most sweetest women I know, created a charity which is all based around connecting people back to nature Because nature is there always, but we forget that nature has its own natural, free healing properties. When you're out in nature, it's like a totally different world. It's peaceful and it's almost as if you become one with those big old trees around you. Also, I got to give lots of love to Joe Glazebrook, who closed out the season. She oversaw all of us. She made sure we kept safe. She ensured that the connections were made in the city of Brighton so that we were getting fresh and healthy food to be delivered to these people that were in need. We had a small, tiny tribe, and it still stands today, actually. We did good, and ultimately, we all went home feeling good. We also, on our some of our worst days, were able to vent with one another. We were able to share some of our hard things that were going on in our lives. Packing those parcels of food and receiving the thank you letters from the families was just the fattest cherry on top. Receiving thank yous and appreciation. So I really want to talk about these benefits because what I want you guys to experience is the same thing that I got to experience because it starts with initiating the action to get out there and to go help. So let me get into this, all right? 
A study published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships suggests that volunteering is linked to reduced depressive symptoms because of its association with social connectedness. Now, with me sharing that reflection about the people I met, that is proof that social connections were made, even if I didn't think that they were going to happen at that time. But I want to dive deeper into this topic on depression because I think it's extremely important that during this COVID season, we're all in it. We're all feeling anxious, stressed, anger, all of these emotions. They're at its peak. And as I'm researching more and more, I'm finding that there are loads more studies showing that the actions that you take for others, whatever that looks like for you, they actually combat those heavy emotions. So how does it do that? Well, when we're in that state of anxiousness, or when we are feeling depressed, those feelings force us to look inward on our problems and the issues that we think that we can't solve. Ultimately, those feelings dig us in a deeper hole. When giving away your time, and when you're around others who are doing the same, putting in that action to serve, those actions and attentions, they have a way of shifting your mindset, turning the focus away from yourself. Those feelings that cause you to stay stuck on those unpleasant thoughts or ideas and and while you're just working, using your hands, that physical aspect, it's almost like gripping on one of those stress balls. I remember it so clearly because my dad had one on his desk. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's like this, it's like this like rubbery it's a ball, obviously, and there's like little beads in it. And when you squeeze it, it's squishy. And anyways, it supposedly (laughs) relieves the stress, but it's like that. It doesn't mean the stress goes away, but it slowly fades out. And I think that that's, that's the thing right there. It's the slow elimination that counts, not the stress-free forever bit, but you just need that extra bit of relief. A study in 2013 showed that people over the age of 50 who volunteered for just four hours a week were 40% less likely than non-volunteers to develop hypertension. Also, other studies show that when doing something good for others, you get that helper's high kick, very similar to runner's high. It's kind of like a smack in the face of endorphins. And when that smack hits you in the face, it makes you want to do it again. And that is the whole point. The whole point is for you to want to volunteer it again. And not to mention, you're gaining a sense of purpose and motivation in your life. You know, when I was in lockdown in early March and in late April, I needed motivation. And even let's, let's take COVID out of this. I feel believe everybody needs to feel a little bit more motivated and a sense of purpose by doing something that you're not getting paid to do. Volunteering increases your creativity. And the most perfect example of that is this podcast, is the series. I had no plans whatsoever to interview these people. I didn't even have the idea of the series. It just came up while I was working alongside these people. And I'm so happy it did. Also, I'm sure a lot of us know this, but we really never tap into it 
or maybe you have in college, but by being a part of a good cause in an organization, it's actually proven to advance in your career by improving new job prospects. You're learning new skills, gaining new experiences you probably wouldn't be able to in your normal full-time job. And just to add a few more benefits, please feel free to go do some research on your own. There are studies on how volunteering reduces the risk of heart disease. It boosts your self-esteem, increases your educational performance, and the list goes on, guys. Now, let's jump ahead first into this very counterintuitive solution that reveals when you give away your time to someone else or volunteer or whatever small good deed that you're doing, you can actually gain more time in your day. All right, so obviously there's only 24 hours in a day, so that objective time can't be changed, but our subjective sense of time can. So let's talk about this experiment and what I stumbled on It was published actually in the Physiological Science site where three people named Cassie Mollinger from the University of Pennsylvania, Zoe Chance from the Yale School of Management, and Michael Norton from Harvard Business School. They shared their findings and results from this very detailed research. I'm just going to skim over the points, but I am going to link this full report in the show notes. So please, when you have time, go check it out so that you can get even further into the details on this one. What they find is so interesting, and my hope is that it encourages some of you who feel like you're dealing with time famine, that it's almost nearly impossible for you to find time to do something for someone else, let alone volunteer for a couple hours. Most of us feel like we have way too much to do, right? And just little time to do it. And with that being said, how can we possibly think about giving away our time to others when we hardly have time for ourselves? I'm also positive you're thinking that, well, those people who are actually volunteering probably have more time on their hands than you do. But that couldn't be farther from the truth. The average person who volunteers is actually the most busiest. It was Ben Franklin who said this. If you want something done, ask a busy person. Think of one of the most busiest people in your life. They usually check off all of the ticks from their to-do list. Don't ask me how, but it's true. So let's get into these experiments. In the first experiment, these guys compared the impact of giving away your time versus wasting time. And the method was to have two sessions using a group of people, one in the giving your time section and the other in wasting time section. So the task in the giving away your time session was to write an encouraging letter to gravely ill children for five minutes. Participants in the wasting time session was instead asked to complete a boring task, which was to count all the letter E's in a multiple page of a Latin textbook, basically a boring filler task with no meaning. Both groups were asked to report the perceptions of time by using a scale of very true to very untrue. The results? The participants who wrote that encouraging letter to the ill children reported to feel as though they had more time than the others who wasted time counting those letter E's. This shows that the participants who were in the giving time session perceived their time was more abundant. 
And in another experiment, they studied the effects of spending time on others and spending time on yourself. The prediction for this experiment was that greater feelings of time affluence, which basically means feelings that you have enough time to pursue personal activities that are meaningful to you, would be more obvious than actually spending time indulging in yourself. Which, by the way, everyone needs a me day. I'm not saying that you shouldn't spend time on yourself. So participants were assigned to one session of two. They were asked to spend time on people in their lives, whatever that looks like for them. And on a Saturday morning, they were emailed another task, which was to spend 10 to 30 minutes just on themselves doing something they did not plan to do. And at the end of the day, the participants were asked to give their perception of time. And the results? Well, regardless whether the participants spent 10 or 30 minutes spending on another, those people spending time on someone else seem to have an expanded future. They seemed as though their time was more expansive. Now, this last experiment, giving time versus getting time, a 45-minute to one-hour lab session at an East Coast university, participants were informed that their final task would involve spending 15 minutes helping an at-risk student from a local public high school by editing his or her college application. Half were given an essay and a red pen for editing, and the other half were told that all the essays had been edited and they could leave the session early, which those participants that were asked to leave early were given a windfall of free time. So basically, they added an extra few minutes to their day. Before exiting, the participants were asked to rate the extent to which time was their scarcest resource, from strongly agree to strongly disagree, and also how much available time they felt they had after rating from a lot to a little. Both self-reports show that the participants who gave their time in this experiment, grading those essays, those folks felt as though they had even more time than those who received even that extra amount of free time and left early. So these experiments are showing us that spending time on yourself, being given a bit more time, and even wasting time does not really give us the sense of self-efficacy as actually giving away your time to others. What you feel after giving away your time are the feelings of interpersonal connection and meaningfulness and enjoyment. So these people, they propose that because helping others increases feelings of self-efficacy, people felt more accomplished. And when you're giving away your time, which is meaningful, the time perceived is to be more fulfilling. And because helping others also increases the feelings of connectedness and the sense of community gained from giving away your time, That creates a general feeling of expansiveness, which spills over to your perception of time. I loved this experiment because, you know, yes, we're not getting those extra objective hours in our day, right? But it's the perception. I want my day to feel meaningful. Now, I really want to talk about this topic as well, burnout, because burnout can also happen while you're giving away your time. Yes, you need to set boundaries while volunteering or when committing to helping someone you know, 
Because guess what? You can still fall into burnout, whether it's paid or not. Now, that doesn't mean you're being taken advantage of. But what I'm trying to say is that the time you're willing to give, that time, it's like gold. It helps build and complete missions for whatever service you're providing. And it's special. So like anyone would, protect your gold. Have clear limits on your volunteer hours, whatever that looks like for you during the week. Say no when you need to. It's okay to say no, especially if that task that was asked of you might not be something you're comfortable in doing. Sometimes I feel like when we're deep in the mix of helping and serving, we tend to give it our all, right? Going full throttle and feel bad for saying no. But trust me, whatever it is that you're doing, it's enough. It doesn't make you less involved or less appreciated. And the last thing you want is for you to be so overwhelmed and burnt out, you basically have no time for yourself, which defeats the entire purpose. And when you find an organization or when you find a neighbor that you want to help help out, whatever that is, when you're in the flow of things, check in with yourself. Remember why you are involved in the first place and why it's important to you. And also think about all of these benefits that we talked about. Think about shaking the anxiety. Think about being amongst a new tribe of cool people. Think about your perception of your entire day. I truly believe that when we are serving others without expecting anything back, there is something really special, invisible, really, that happens within us. And the beauty of giving away your time to someone else other than yourself produces a selfless quality within each of us. And that's the kind of person I want to know and be friends with. That's the kind of person I would want to hire for my business. And that's the kind of person I'd trust. I truly hope that everything that I spoke about strikes a chord with you guys. I really hope that my experience can encourage you guys to step out, find that perfect place for you to do some good and roll with it. I'm so grateful that you're still here with me. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you haven't yet, have a listen to some of the stories that those people shared with me in the Do Good, Feel Good series. I truly think that one of them will resonate with you. And now, since this is the end of the first season, I am so stoked to tell you guys that a new season is coming up. But as usual, you need to have a break, man. (laughs) I'm going to take a little break so that I can bring you guys the best content all around the theme of connection. Because what I want is for you guys to be aware of our need for one another. It's the awareness that counts. The awareness that we need each other is just the beginning. Also, follow the podcast Instagram. It's at it's about the period connection. Let me just translate that for my UK friends. It's about the full stop connection on Instagram. On it, you will be informed about the new things coming up, seeing pictures of the people that I've interviewed, and also seeing this beautiful city of Brighton and Hove. So thanks, guys, so very much. And I hope 
I hope and hope and hope that you and I continue to stay connected. Thank you.